Reynolds and welcome to Taking Stock. We're bringing you all the latest business news and telling you how it will affect you and your money. Come on, let's get this money. First up, there's a new group on the block promoting alternative investments. What's that? We'll find out from their chairman, Chris Williams. Yes, that Chris Williams. And later, the analysts weigh in on the latest stock market developments. What's up with the construction industry? It seems to be booming, but profits are down. Why? But first, here's What's Hot, brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart. Barita Investments has acquired a 5% stake in proven investments valued at 9.8 million US dollars. The deal is effective November 25. The trades were executed at just under 32 US cents per share. It includes a block of 21 million shares plus some smaller amounts. Panjam Investments will soon be seeking funds to refinance debt and build out the second phase of its Rock Kingston Hotel and its still unnamed business hotel at Freeport in Montego Bay. The company will reportedly be turning to the market next year for a major round of borrowing. The property investor is estimated to have raised $2.4 billion from the sale of 32 million of its shares in Sagicor Group. However, it's reported this is not enough to cover its immediate cash needs. Issa Construction, headed by realtor Andrew Issa, is developing a $300 million commercial complex on Hope Road, next to the trendy Chilitos restaurant. Mr. Issa says he plans to create an entity similar to a real estate investment trust for possible listing on the stock market in two years, with the Hope Road complex being one of the assets. The mixed-use complex, spanning 18,000 square feet, will have offices on the first two floors, while the third will be developed as a space for entertaining. Marathon insurance brokers MIB has announced plans to raise $500 million through an initial public offer IPO slated for March next year. The funds would be used to broaden the 25-year-old insurance brokerage firm while financing its $100 million innovative online platform MIBinsure.com. The company plans to list the shares on the junior market of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. If successful, it would bump MailPack as the largest amount ever raised on the junior market. Red Stripe is asking the government for help with its Project GROW initiative. Since 2017, Red Stripe has been partnering with local farmers to grow cassava as a substitute for importing high maltose syrup in the production of its beer. However, the company now says cassava has turned out to be more pricey as an input cost. Red Stripe says it's not giving up on cassava, but will need help from social partners and the government to make it sustainable. What's Hot was brought to you by Jamaica Money Market Brokers, your best interest at heart. And when we come back, the Caribbean Alternative Investment Association, Karaya, is now up and running. Their chairman, Chris Williams, will tell us all about it. Taking Stock is filmed on location at iCreate Studio on Hope Road. There's a surplus of unfilled jobs in the creative industry. 
kickstart a creative career with iCreate Institute. Now I'm at iCreate, I just love it. I saw where I was learning things that I could utilize in my present job. And I have all the skills to do every basic animation thing now. Jumpstart a creative career with iCreate Institute at UCC. Visit iCreateEDU.com. segment of Taking Stock is brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agent. Insurance made easy. Welcome back to Taking Stock. The Caribbean Alternative Investment Association, Korea, has recently been formed and their chairman, Chris Williams, is here to tell us all about it. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you doing, Kalina? I'm good. I have a latte for you in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's low. That's low. No, that's it's, low. no, no. Seriously, though. That's low. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were upset with you about that. Do you want to clarify anything before we jump into you know, the meat of the matter today? Well, at the end of it, uh, as you know, a lot of a lot of people would have recognized from listening to the to the audio, it, we were in a you know relaxed environment and yeah. we were having fun. So you know, it was it was a flippant comment. Mm. You know, it was just. Um, in the heat of the moment. It was meant in jest. It was it, meant it in jest. It sounded like a joke to me. Yeah, but, it was but meant right. in jest. However, the, at the core of it, the fundamental point remains that uh, home ownership is something you're going to have to prioritize ahead of uh, consumption and uh, even ahead of, of motor vehicle. Mm. I mean, as you can see, a lot of the demand for loans co is coming in the form of automobile loans. And I think that that you know those those things should be delayed in preference for uh, home ownership mm -hmm. because we live on an island and the real estate market is limited and uh, it's only you know it's only been going one direction. Yeah, and the um, issue of affordable housing is always a hot topic. It's always a hot the topic. The prime minister so, was just talking about it this week as well. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I've never personally bought a house that I didn't think at the time I was buying it. It was expensive. Yeah. You know, I, every time I bought a house, I said, boy, this house is ridiculously expensive. And then 10 years later, I look back at it and like, wow, that, that's, you know, that, that's, that's a good price. So, you know, prioritize that investment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Prioritize that investment ahead of your consumption needs, ahead of um, motor vehicle, you know, ahead of, you know, all those other things because home ownership is a great investment. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So let's come to right. Korea let's, now. Let's not, move on. Now that we have that out the way. <laughs> Buried, please. <laughs> First of all, what is alternative investment? Great question. The uh, investment market is divided between traditional and non-traditional or, or traditional and alternative. The traditional is... Uh, bonds, which you know we're very familiar with, government bonds and so on, not as attractive right now, but certainly in you know five six years ago it was very attractive, and stocks, uh, those are the two traditional investment forms. Uh, Non-traditional includes private equity, venture capital, mezzanine credit, mm. real estate investment trusts, private capital, uh, receivables financing, inventory financing. They're, you know, it's a, it's a wider commodities, etc. It's a wider market, 
uh, and a market that we now need to start to develop. Mm. So the non-traditional alternative synonyms. Yes, the traditional bonds, stocks, and pretty much everything else is, is alternative. It's alternative. So what are the challenges in alternative investment that, that necessitated a whole organization being formed? First and foremost is education. And, you know, and obviously that's why we're, you know, we're, you know, we're here, to, to reach out to the public to say that the ecosystem for both financing and for investing is wider than just uh, traditional and we have seen that globally and we want to introduce that locally so we're just trying to widen the ecosystem because the wider the ecosystem is the, the the stronger and more stable it becomes right so we're just trying to strengthen the ecosystem the investment ecosystem so what we're on the first part is that the association's mandate is to educate the public on, on these new alternatives. You, you may have seen several of them coming forward uh, with Cygnus, with Proven, mm -hmm. with uh, First Rock, uh, etc. With you know even with the traditional players creating alternative investment instruments. So what we're saying to the public is expect a wider variety of investment opportunities that will now start to include some uh, non-traditional opportunities. But, but who is it that you feel like you need to target more? Because you have the, the SMEs on the one hand saying we want credit, we want investment, we want this and that, and we're not getting it in the traditional sector. And then you have the people like the Provens and the Cygnus and so on, people like yourself and venture capitalists. Who needs to hear this message more? I think that they, we want to deepen the market on both sides. First of all, I, we think that the conversation is a conversation of access to financing right. as opposed to access to commercial bank financing. Mm -hmm. We don't think that the conversation is, a, is limited to commercial banking. We think people are screaming out for access to financing. Mm -hmm. We don't think the commercial banks are you know, especially coming off our history of the 90s, we don't think the, 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 the FinSAC and so yeah. we don't think we want the commercial banks to try to be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. They have a certain fiduciary responsibility. We want to limit them to that. Now, outside of that, uh, we need to now create entities that are going to fill that void. Because obviously if the commercial banks are not going to, to step into that space because of their fiduciary responsibilities, there's a void for SMEs and for even for large businesses in terms of providing inventory financing, receivables financing, venture capital, private equity, etc. So what we're trying to do is to encourage entities to create a pool of capital mm. to fill that void. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what our association is doing. So we've reached out, we have 16 members already, 16 founding members. A lot of the big institutions, the NCBs, the Scotias, the Sagicors, the JMMBs, etc. they have all stepped forward to join and are beginning to establish within their pool of capital a dedicated pool for alternative financing. Those founding members are all Jamaica-based? No, we do also have uh, international. Uh, we have MPC Caribbean that, that did the uh, solar right. um, plant. 
uh, and uh, we are a Caribbean association. So one of one of our jobs is, is is to hit the road and to try to encourage a membership for across the Caribbean okay. because uh, the alternative investment space is not limited to just investment opportunities in Jamaica. You know there are there are, there are companies right across the region that need financing yes. outside of the traditional credit financing that so. need you know private equity or venture capital or mes credit etc mm -hmm. so we are that's why we took the focus that we would start with a caribbean um wide approach rather than even though the, a lot of the founding members are jamaicans we feel that you know we must welcome the entire Caribbean. Mm -hmm. Before you go, Chris, I want to give you the opportunity to toot your own horn a little bit as the proven results recently came out, and you guys are doing exceptionally well. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. The first six months of our financial year was were, was released, which which ended September 30, uh, 2019, and our profits are up 500 percent, and that's driven primarily from. Uh, core investment opportunities, and I want to speak a little bit about core. At the, at the end of the day, Proven is essentially a holding company. Our strategy is to invest in several businesses and then consolidate the performance of those businesses for the benefit of our shareholders. And then no, we also are invested in real estate. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, we have gone into the real estate market in a very aggressive yeah, way notice. and have done now five developments, all of which have sold off and have done fantastically well for us. Our job at Proven is to look for investment opportunities and to, 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 to jump on them. And, uh, and that's been the result. The result is 500% up. 500 percent yeah. why was i thinking 300 on a short change in your <laughs> so so real estate is somewhere that you really see you know you really want to take the company further with real estate that's a that's a strategy that you're pursuing even more aggressively i think so i think I, when you take a look at the caribbean market not even just jamaica but the caribbean market housing needs is a is a significant opportunity uh we're we're still extremely undersupplied in various market segments and even the supply that that comes forward is not at the caliber of the society because the society has has evolved in terms of its taste and its requirements and its sophistication largely because of you know the internet and social media and so on so people have have become a lot more taste sensitive and so they want to live in an environment that they're comfortable and that reflects their, their personality. Yeah. So, you know, you have to put the architects to work. It's not just putting down four walls and, you know, and just throwing it to the, to the market. So you want to keep it, some, you want to keep it more or less at the price point of the Braemar property or are you going to play No, <laughs> no, we've learned from that. We've learned from that. <laughs> I didn't want to say middle class, <laughs> you know. We've learned from that. So for sure. Uh, we're coming down. We're, bringing, down. we're coming down. We have two uh, coming forward, uh, one in Kingston, one in Mandeville, uh, which are specifically targeted at, uh, at a lower pl uh, price point. Okay. Uh, we also have Ocherus, but because Ocherus is, is a little bit more touristy and Airbnb, 
you know, that, um, that, that's not necessarily targeted at the residential community. That's, that's more a, a slash between residential and tourists. But uh, certainly, from the, from the standpoint of the residential community, we have a product coming uh, in, in 2020 that's going to be a lower price point. Uh, obviously not going to be at Braemar, because mm. that, you know, that location. That neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, but not far out and a much better price. Mm. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Thank you for having me. All right. When we come back, I'll have your market recap, and the analysts are standing by. This segment of Taking Stock was brought to you by Bulwark Insurance Agency. Insurance made easy. Time now for your market recap. 91 stocks traded across both the main and junior markets of the JSC for the week ending Friday, November 29, 2019. 47 advanced, 34 declined, and 10 traded firm. 140 million shares changed hands, totaling $777 million. Sagicor Select Fund Financial traded the most, with people buying and selling nearly 55 million shares in the company. The stock traded firm at $1.09. Wigton Wind Farm took up 27% of market volume. The stock gained $0.02, cents, with people buying and selling nearly 39 million shares in the company. Wigton closed the week at $1.00. And QWI also saw significant trading last week, with 11 million shares changing hands. The stock rebounded by $0.07 cents to close the week at $1.09. Turning to the top advancers now, Palace Amusement saw the biggest gain, its share price jumping a whopping 38% to close the week at $2,900. CAC 2000 had the second highest gains, up 30% to end the week at $13 a share. And Caribbean Flavors and Fragrances gained 27% to close at $15.64. On to the losing side now, KLE Group took the biggest price hit last Last week, losing nearly 13% to close at $1.53. Sterling Investments U.S. dollar ordinary shares was the second biggest loser, down 9% to close at 2 U.S. cents. And Sterling Investments Jamaican dollar ordinary shares also lost ground last week, losing nearly 8% of their value to close at $2.95. In this segment of Taking Stock, The Analysts, is brought to you by Proven Wealth, Jamaica Money Market Brokers, and NCB Capital Markets. Welcome back to Taking Stock. I've got a team of analysts to examine the week in business. I'm joined by research and strategy analyst at Sagicor Investments, Jodianne Aris, investment research and sovereign risk analyst at JMMB Group, Leavani Dillon. And our guest analyst this week is an entrepreneur. I like to call him the president of finance Twitter, J.A. <laughs> At least you're part of the executive, Mark Gale. Welcome to Taking Stock. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start by just finding out what's on your mind this today. Jodian, let's start with you. Anything stood out on the market this week? The allocation results came out for both Mail Park and Blue Power. Um, I think we weren't necessarily surprised by the low. But just 2,000 shares for But it was just, it was a small raise, and there's a lot of money in the market. So yeah. it's a small, a big, a big chunk of money chasing a very small raise. Right. A half of it was reserved. And so we didn't expect that persons would have necessarily gotten full allocation of what they wanted. So I wasn't too surprised by those. And similar for Mail Park, which was, I think, allocated at 
minimum 20,000 and then I think 4% right. of your remaining. That also was in line with what I had thought it would be right. because Mill Park was a big brand that persons are familiar with and I'd anticipated that there would have been heavy demand for that and it wasn't a big raise, it was 150 million to the general public. So. You know, some people were saying, you know, a waste of time to even try to go after something like a lumber because it was such a small raise and you only got the 2,000 shares. You think it would have been a waste of time? No, because they would have gotten 2,000 shares at the IPO price. I mean, being that there's that strong demand, you know, that once it hits, that price is going to go up. So you get a little bit at the IPO price and then you can go for the amount that you want once it's open on the market. Mm. Leovani, what's on your radar this week? Um, this week, I'm glad to see that the market recovered. Um, today wasn't such a good day in the market, but for November, the market was up about a percent. Um, it's coming out for week October. Um, market was down like 4%, which was one of the worst months, well, the worst month for the year and one of the worst months going back to 2017. Why was it so bad in October? What happened? Um, I think some of the larger cap stocks didn't perform so well. Um, and I think there was a lot of attention um, on IPOs during the period. So what happened is that persons were probably realizing gains because um, going earlier into the year in July, the market had one of the best uh, months up like 11, almost 12%. So I guess persons were just realizing gains in some of those big um, large cap stocks that went up and then putting the money in IPOs, APOs, and then you know seeking more gains. So, I mean, I was glad to see that the month of November, the market was up marginally, showing that there is still some life in the market. And yeah, so I, 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 like, I like what I saw mm. for the month of November. Granted, I don't want to see more, but let's see how it plays out for the rest of the year. Mark, what are you eyeing? Yeah, so I was actually going to say, you know, the, the allotments also um, that kind of jumped out at me. But, you know, I mean, the big, we started off Monday with the announcement of, you know, Barito you know, buying the 5% of proven. So that was a, an interesting start to the week. You know, aside from that, you know, it's, it's a, a fairly uneventful week, quite frankly, aside from, you know, the things that we spoke about. Um, and it's a continuation of overall weakness of Q4. But I definitely agree with um, Giovanni here, who said about, I do think that people were ta having taken profits for after Q3 and you know, preparing for you know, rebalancing their portfolio for to take advantage of the IPOs and, and the APOs and stuff in Q4. And we know Trans-Jamaica is coming up, a lot yeah. of people preparing yeah. for that too. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, but you brought up Barita's investment in Proven, which is something that I did, wanted to, did want to bring up as well. Right. What do you make of that move, 5%? Yeah, so I mean, so that's a very interesting move. And there are you know, uh, kind of like multiple angles about that, right? So one is, so when I look at every move of every player in the market, I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's interesting about this for me? Like, how, what can I learn from this so that I can apply it to my own trading strategies? And one, there are a few things that stood out. One is that, you know, so now Barita is the top 10, is number one um, shareholder across everybody, right? And before, as at September, you know, 30th, Peter Bunting was at 4.89%. So the 5% so is... So Barita is the number one shareholder in proven investment. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. They will be the number one shareholder in proven investment as a result of the November 25 deal. Right, right above uh, Peter Bunting at 48 mm. That's assuming that he is the one that didn't sell because, you know, to buy, to buy so much, they had to buy from, uh, from you know, a number of different people. Right. More than likely, it was some of the top 10 shareholders. Right. So that was one thing. Another interesting thing about it is that the deal happened, so proven declared dividends um, for the ex-dividend, meaning the, the date at which all shareholders will be paid is November 22nd. 
and the deal happened on the 25th. So whoever was selling, they knew that the dividend was coming. Um, so they decided to hold off until you know, the until they got their dividends. Paid. Exactly, and then they sold. So th these are the types of moves that you know, sophisticated investors make that I look at and I say, like, okay, you know, that, that's interesting. You know, I need to make sure that when I am making entry or exit decisions in my own investment portfolio, I kind of pay attention to all these. And then obviously, thirdly, the thing with proven, so what Barita cited is that they always take positions in companies that are undervalued. And so the, the argument that they are making is that proven is undervalued. And with the state that, so we know proven owns 20% of GMMB, they participated in the APO to preserve their 20%. And then we know that you know JMB also you know owns 20% of new Sagicorus. So um, JMB's earnings are expected to increase as a result of the Sagicorus stake. As a result of that, J um, Proven's invest earnings are expected to increase. And so now Barita is expecting that you know both you know they probably see capital gains on the Proven investment and also increased dividend income. What a web we weave, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Julian, do you see? Because as well, Proven's been in the news a lot lately right. for various reasons, and CEO was just on with us as well talking about other things. But do you see an increased appetite for proven investment shares among uh, people who are in the investment space, and especially now with the signal coming from Barita? Yes, definitely. Proven shares, I think, increased by about 70% since year to date. So there's definitely a demand for proven. I think they have always had a, a mandate, so similar to what he stated that Barita is doing is that they have always had that mandate to buy companies that are a bit in development phase that have strong potential for growth. And so you see where they did that with access. And so they would have bought it earlier on and then they sold the shares and they reaped those gains. And you see a lot of that filter out through their performance for this last quarter. They have strong performance and they're doing well and the price shows that the market definitely also values them highly. And they're up there, I'm not sure if it's their revenues or their profits, it's up 500%. One of the yeah. two, that's yeah. what Chris just told me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leovani, anything mm. you wanted to add to that? Yeah, so Proven had a very good quarter recently, and part of that, of course, is because they sold some access. of their access stake, which lifted profitability. Proven, we are expected to fairly decent, especially with the acquisitions and the move that they've been making. However, if the stock price doesn't reflect that, it could have some issues. On the flip side, if the stock price does reflect what we would expect from it, then we could see a lot of upside in Barita from the transaction. Mm -hmm. So it does, but again, we know how it is with the market. Sometimes it can put out good earnings. We saw that recently. Yes. You had Jamaica producers good earnings, no we real sinker. movement. We sink good earnings, no real movement. So it's not like the stock has to react to good earnings. It's just that in the long run, it will, and then it will reflect on their income. So proven and Barita, buy, hold, sell. I think proven is a good buy long term. I think um, Barita, I like the moves that they're doing, and I think um, the stock could probably move high in the long term because of all the transactions. So to put it in perspective, um, a year or two ago, Barita would do on a, maybe 500 million, if so much, right? Now Barita is doing like 1.7 billion. So I mean, the Barita, what we've seen in recent times in terms of all the capital raise, um, all the growth in the capital markets business, um, and the trading gains, yeah, Barita is, is, is a big player now, mm -hmm. um, big player now in the market. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be bullish on them. On I'd both. Be, I'd be bullish on both of them. Same for you, Jody. Yes, uh, definitely for Proven, definitely I buy them a little bit. Even though I like where Barita is going, they still have a very, the P is a little bit above the average at about 30. Yeah. So I'm a little, I wouldn't necessarily say buy right now, but I'm very 
very optimistic about Barrett and the movements that they're taking. Mark, I know technically you're in my right. shoes, you're not an investment exactly. analyst, but what are your thoughts on those Yeah, two? so I can't, I can't give you know, investment advice, but yeah, I'm, I'm generally speaking, I'm bullish about Barrett. I would definitely want to look for, um, you know, as I said, the, the PE is high, you know, mm -hmm. it's 30x or whatever, which is kind of nosebleed, as it were. Um, the earnings ratio. Right, yeah. exactly. So I would look for, I would, I, Personally, if I wasn't in the stock, which I am, so full disclosure, um, I would look for um, positions, you know, when the price comes down to, to take a position. I do like Barito as a company. Um, I think that they're doing, you know, tremendous stuff. So another interesting tidbit, you know, when I was reviewing them, so their, their gains on securities trading, their net gains on securities trading at the end of the last 12 months, so September 30th, was about $1.6 billion, meaning this year they did about 1.8 last year they did about 136 million so when you net the two it's about 1.6 billion dollars so another way to spin the whole proven acquisition is that an argument can be made that essentially they bought five percent of proven with the gains that they made from their 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 securities trading right because the transaction was about 1.2 billion dollars jamaica so it's so, so what they're doing is interesting i'm not saying that they did that you know because they did raise 10.2 billion dollars you know in rights issues two rights issues and the pressures over the last 12 months, right? So, you know, it, the things that they're doing are very, very interesting and they do have some wiggle room. So, yeah, over the medium term, I'm very bullish on right Okay, I had wanted to ask you so much about the dollar because I know you're passionate about that topic. You yes. can find him on hashtag finance twitter ja exactly. at mark gale and follow his many threads yes. on the topic before we go though i do want to at least get your comments on the construction sector because i noticed the results from pioj came out i think week before last mm -hmm. week and there was actually decline contraction in the construction mm -hmm. sector even though we see stuff going up all over the place the construction company is reporting similar results earnings are falling look at berger Payne's carb cement What's up with that, Jody? So when you think of construction sector, there are two sub-industries and you want to do that breakout. So there is the other construction which really looks at civil engineering, so that's the roadworks portion of it. And that part is really what brought the whole industry down, so that part declined. However, when you look at building construction, it looks at residential properties, commercial properties, that actually grew. But then why would Berger and Carib Cement be down there? Well, Carib Cement had cited... they're not really involved in road construction. No. no. No, but on the other hand of it is that they did well, right? Is that the building construction portion of the industry did well. And you don't want to remember that PIOJ's results was for January to September. Right. And you don't really want to then match that back too much with what's happening in November. Berger production, I think paint production, I'm not sure how that's doing particularly, but in terms of cement production, they had cited that they had closed the plants for maintenance. And that was a big part of why it is that their production was done. But the market would generally have some sort of allowance for importation that would allow for, if there's need for construction inputs that we'd import that cement into. So I mean, I wouldn't too much watch the point three decline in construction industry because that largely reflected the roadworks being less this year relative to the prior year. Mm -hmm. But in terms of building construction, that portion of it is still very, very booming. And if we look and we think about hotels that are going to be built and the projections, mm -hmm. we're still very optimistic on that part of it. So I'm not too worried about a, a, a dip in construction as it's uh, impacting these companies over the next 12 months. Let me give you the last word, Giovanni. Yeah, um, I, I'd agree with um, most of the comments here. Um, I think 
there is some softness. Um, if you look on Carib Cement's Q3 um, 2019 revenue, there's actually a marginal decline. But the thing about Carib Cement to bear in mind, there's many, many factors at play. So it's not just how the construction industry does, there's also internal um, issues that mm -hmm. can be at the company. So um, again, like for, for example, the, the exchange rate can have a significant impact on them because a lot of their debt is in US dollar. So what happens is that if the exchange rate, the J dollar, um, weakens, depreciates against the US dollar in any significant way in a given quarter, it can materially impact their finance expense. And the reverse can happen. So for example, if you look back in Q4 2018, um, Carib Cement had a phenomenal quarter. It was like $1.1 billion in profits, almost $1.2 billion. And when you look on that number, part of the thing, reason why they could attribute got such a good number, one was the effective tax rate was very low. It was like 10%. Usually it's around 25 And also, they actually had a finance gain. And part of that was because the Jamaican dollar strengthened 5% in that quarter. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, um, there's a lot that can impact the profitability of Carib Cement outside of just the construction industry. However, that will have a significant okay. impact on the revenue of the company, though. Okay. Because if you look on their structure, now, over the years they've declined the amount, there's been a massive decline in the amount of exports that they've been doing on purpose. Yeah. And then there's a lot of um, increase on the domestic. So if you look over the period 2014 to 2018, it's like a compounded annual growth rate of about 10% in the amount of sales that they've done um, in cement. Each, mm. each so year. still bullish on construction. So I mean, it, it, the thing is, it's it's tricky to say right now because the thing is, you're seeing some cracks. Um, and the thing is, and remember, there's a lot of moving parts, you know. So in the construction industry, so both the private, you have the private sector, and also on the government side. So if one side is too weak, it can actually pull down the overall. Granted, you might have strength in a particular. So so it's kind of difficult to say, for example, we're expected to go. And there's a lot of things that can impact it. Um, you know, you can just have some external shocks or so it's but right now though I'd be I'd say I'm 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 conservatively cautious and not too you know and not and not gone home but at the same time I think there's still room for improvement because as you said there's a lot of construction happening keeps on granted that she pointed out. Yeah but granted that is not all of Jamaica even yeah. though hotels yeah. they're still you know and what, you can say one mm. thing Khalil, about yeah. construction. So even though Caribbean cement and bridge are down, mm. if you're interested in the sector, one play you can look at is fosterage. So revenues are up, their gross margins have increased. Lighting and electrical supplies. Right, exactly. So even though, uh, and, in, and their profits are up, right? Even though their net income, their, their EPS is more or less flat, but for the quarter over quarter, it's, you know, their net income is up. And, you know, because they are investing in a new factory to produce PVC, I think they're the only company in Jamaica now that actually has a factory a manufacturing PVC in Jamaica. So that's a very interesting play to me okay. in construction. Okay, thanks for joining us. Lady, my first lady on the show <laughs> in this segment, and gentlemen, Thank you. we take our final break. We'll be back. Taking Stock, The Analysts was brought to you by Proven Wealth, Jamaica Money Market Brokers, and NCB Capital Market. That's our show for this week. Thanks for watching. Make sure you check out my other features as well. Money Mondays JA, Money Moves JA, and What's In It For Me. Follow me on Instagram at Kalila Ray and subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kalila Ray. In Money Mondays this week, I'm breaking down how exactly do you make money from investing on the stock market. I'm Kalila Reynolds. See you next time.